It's not the Zaid. It's not the story. It's the Zaid story. Welcome back to the Zaid story. My name is Kevin Zaid, and I'm here with my beautiful co-host, Joshua Story. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm Jordan Zaid. That was a good Josh Thanks. impression. I'm the beautiful wife. Hello. Yes. Hello. How are you? I'm good. 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 So today is a little different because it is in preparation for our annual Oscar party, which I am so excited about. Me too. Our children will not be there. It's true. Now, <clears throat> so what's going to happen this week is... uh as you're listening to this, if you listen on Mondays, tomorrow, Tuesday, we are having our live John Wick uh, podcast and viewing party at Salem or yeah, at Cinnabar, Salem Seven downtown. The movie starts at seven ten. Get a babysitter, leave your children at home, do whatever you need to to get there. You can RSVP on our Facebook page. And if this is Tuesday or later, you know, I'm sorry. <laughs> you, <laughs> you didn't have enough warning. But uh, I'm very excited about that tomorrow. And what's going to play... Tuesday. Yes. Tomorrow is Tuesday. Because oh, as you're listening, this, it's Monday. Because listening Monday. I'm so <laughs> bad at this. <laughs> no. You're good. Uh, everybody loves you when you're on the show. Oh. That's true. Thanks, it's honey. True. Uh, so... Get your tickets to John Wick, 710, Tuesday, February 21st. If you're listening to it afterwards, we missed you. And it was awesome. Now, on Oscar Sunday, the plan is to do a live Facebook video as an Oscar party episode. But the episode you'll hear next week on on Monday is going to be our John Wick episode. So, I just wanted to give a little bit of a layout because today we're going to do... The Oscar episode, where we talk about all the Oscars uh, that we want to talk about, and then uh, kind of go through the list of best picture nods, uh, actors, actresses, the important ones, you know. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I just kind of wanted to give a setup for what's next. So, how many of the best picture nods this year? There was eight, or nine. Nine. How many have you seen so far? I have seen seven out of the nine. I only have two left. And what are those two? I need to see Hacksaw Ridge and Hidden Figures. I need to see Hidden Figures. Other than that, I've seen them all. If any Zade Story listeners would like to babysit our kids so we can go see (laughs) Hidden Figures, let us know. I'm just kidding. I I wouldn't really have a stranger watch my kids. Zade Story listeners are not strangers. You're right. I'm sorry. I don't know why I said that. They're all friends. All friends. If you love movies, you can definitely babysit our kids. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, babe, what are the nominees? Okay, the nominees are Arrival, Fences, Hacksaw Ridge, Hell or High Water, Hidden Figures, La La Land, Lion, Manchester by the Sea, and Moonlight. How many of those did you see in a theater? Ooh, let's see. One, two, three, four... Six. Five. 
I've seen five of them in the theater. I'm sorry. And then you'll see hidden figures in the theater. In the so theater. it'll end up being so six. And then six three. out of the nine in a theater. That's pretty good because yeah. normally I feel like we usually have to rent or stream uh, at least half of the nominations. Yeah, I feel like it's usually more than half that we end up watching at home. So this year, I've seen them all in a theater. Yeah. And I will end up seeing them all in the theater. This year was especially exciting for me because I got to see several of them without knowing they would be nominated for Best Picture. You're ahead of the game. Now, the the reason that's exciting for me is when you see a movie that's out of nine films nominated, you're bound to judge it against other movies and other experiences, which is too bad. Because when I saw Hacksaw Ridge, I got to see it on its own experience without judging it against other movies. But when I got to see Fences, I was watching it and judging it against Moonlight, Hacksaw Ridge, Arrival, all the other ones I had seen. So it's not really fair to Fences because knowing it but putting it against specific movies was, I don't know. So I was happy about that this yeah, time. Yeah, that's awesome. So let's go through the movies. Okay. Arrival. 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 Everything you're doing here, I have to explain to a room full of men whose first and last question is how can this be used against us? Kangaroo. What is that? In 1770, Captain James Cook's ship ran aground off the coast of Australia and he led a party into the country and they met the Aboriginal people. One of the sailors pointed at the animals that hop around and put their babies in their pouch and he asked what they were and the Aborigines said kangaroo. It wasn't until later that they learned that kangaroo means I don't understand. I can show that for now. Remember what happened to the Aborigines? A more advanced race nearly wiped them out. It's a good story. Thanks. It's not true. But it proves my point. What did you think? Uh, I liked Arrival. Should I give like a quick what I would have rated it type yeah, thing? Yeah, we'll just do... Yeah, I would have given Arrival... A four out of six beers. I did really like it. Uh, I As soon as you mention aliens to me, I <laughs> am immediately like, nope, don't want to watch it. But this movie surprised me because even though, yes, there were aliens in it, it really wasn't about aliens. It was about Amy Adams being this linguistics expert and seeing her teach and learn communication with them. And so, I don't know, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't an alien movie. And I liked that and appreciated that. Uh, I I, just, I thought it was really good. I thought it was well done. Um, it was a little slow for me. That was the biggest thing, is it felt a lot longer than it was. But I did really enjoy it. I also, I really like Jeremy Renner, too, who uh, was the other main guy in it. Yeah, yeah, he's good. Now, Amy Adams was not nominated. She was not, which I kind of feel like she was a bit snubbed. I guess I haven't seen all of the actresses for Best Actress um, I haven't seen all of the movies, but right. to me, the category doesn't look like it's that strong this year, and I felt like she did a very good job in this movie. And now, I also love Amy Adams, so... Amy Adams was nominated for a Golden Globe for Nocturnal Animals. Uh, was she, is she nominated for Nocturnal Animals? She is not. She's not at all? Nope. Okay. Well, that's too bad, because I love Amy Adams. But, uh, yeah, 
Uh, you can hear Josh and I talk about Arrival on a previous episode if you just go to our episodes page. So I won't go into too much detail, but I actually, I very much, did you say what you would have rated it? A four. That's what I rated it. Um, <clears throat> it is a strong science fiction movie. One of the strongest I've ever seen. I am just like you as in I don't like aliens either. You mentioned that it's an outer space film. I just kind of lose interest. Yep. It's, I don't, ha <laughs> I don't feel like it, they're very grounded usually, um, <laughs> and uh, and this one was a real surprise. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I enjoyed the first half even more when I watched it with you on DVD. So I've seen it twice now. When I watched it a second time, the first half was really good. Why? And the smiling? second half, you were asleep. <laughs> Yeah, the second half was even worse to me, actually, mm-hmm. the second time. And that's kind of what it ended for me was I really love the story. At the end, there's this time-waving element, and I just didn't like it. Mm-hmm. I just I thought it fell really far flat when it had such a strong beginning. So, yeah, I rated it a 4 out of 5. Nice. Let's talk about La La Land. It's pretty strange that we keep running into each other. Maybe it means something. I doubt it. Yeah, I don't think so. You could just write your own roles, you know? Write something that's as interesting as you are. What are you going to do? I have my own club. Is that going to happen every time? I think so. How are you going to be a revolutionary if you're such a traditionalist? You're holding on to the past, but jazz is about the future. Yes, you are. Maybe I'm not. It's like a pipe dream. This is the dream. It's conflict and it's compromise. It's very, very exciting. You just saw I La just La Land. saw La La Land. It's fresh on my mind. That movie, I guess I'm still, I'm conflicted on what I would rate that movie. I, I think I might, I don't want to like it because it's getting so much acclaim and that's bothering me, but I did really, I did like it. I think that if I could do halves i'd do four and a half but i know i can't do that um gosh i'm in between a four and a five on it uh i did really enjoy it i think the part that i loved the most was that it was it felt like real people and not this glorified musical which even though it was a musical emma stone and ryan gosling i love that they're not professional singers and that to me made it better and more authentic Mm -hmm. uh I think Ryan Gosling's a great actor, and I thought he did a really good job in this role, and it was something different that I haven't seen him do before, so I really enjoyed that. And I always like Emma Stone and thought that she was great in this movie, and I thought their chemistry together was really good. Uh, I did not love the ending, but overall, I thought it was a good movie. Um, The beginning was a little bit cheesy for me. You and I talked about that. There's this scene in the beginning that is, it's just... It's kind of terrible, and it doesn't fit. The opening scene. Yeah, the opening scene. It's like this big musical number, but to me, it just doesn't fit with the story at all. Incredibly choreographed, great song itself. Yeah, but... Just out of place. But the movie, to me, my favorite part about the movie was that it didn't feel choreographed or planned. It was just kind of a movie that had some singing in it, but then you add in this like beginning musical number, and all of a sudden you feel like you're watching an old cheesy musical, and you don't like it anymore. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Um, Which is... I did. It's the first. Huh? It's the first song. Yeah. So it's like that's what exactly the way I felt. Like I was like when I watched that first song, I was like, "Wow, they went old school. Like yeah. this is going to be an old school musical." Yeah. And I 
And that set me up to really enjoy it because I love old school musicals. And then they tried to do this modern twist, which made me kind of wish that they went old school. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I did like it. I think that, you know, it was had some talented acting in it. I'd give it, I, I know I can't do halves. I'd give it a four as well. Okay. That's what I, yeah, that's what I gave it. Nice. Okay. Fences. Why don't you go ahead and let the boy play football, Troy? He just want to be like you with the sports. I don't want him to be like me. I want him to get as far away from my life as he possibly can get. You're the only decent thing ever happened to me, Rose. I wish him that. But I don't wish him nothing else for my life. Decided 17 years ago that boy wasn't going to get involved in those sports. Not after what they did to me in the sports. Why don't you just admit you were too old for the major leagues? For once, why don't you just admit that? Come telling me I was too old. I just wasn't the right color. Hell, I'm 53 years old. Can do better than Selkirk's 269 right now. How were you going to play ball when you were over 40? Sometimes I can't get no sense out of you. I got good sense, woman. I got sense enough not to let that boy get hurt playing those sports. Your mother and the boy too much worrying about whether people like him or not. Everything that boy do, he do for you. He wants you to say, good job, son. That's all. I ain't got time for that, Rose. He's alive. He's healthy. He's got to make his own way. I made mine. Ain't nobody gonna hold his hand when he get out there in the world. Times have changed, Troy. People change. The world changing, and you can't even see it. Now, we haven't reviewed Fences on the show yet, so this is gonna be the first our listeners have heard about Fences. Mm-hmm. You should go first. Fences, a, a, a brief rundown, is a it's, it's a it's a play, and it feels like a play, mm-hmm. but it's about a Denzel Washington character named Troy, uh, who's been a, working in the garbage for eighteen years, doesn't have you know just working to working to survive essentially, and uh, he's got a a very supportive wife. Um, Played by Viola Davis. Viola Davis, who's incredible. Um, this is a very dialogue-driven film. This movie is all about the dialogue. It's all about the nuances. It's all about the characters. It's all about small, small uh, subtleties that enhance, that bring you into this story, that make you feel like you're sitting on the stoop with Denzel and Viola Davis. There's very little cinematography. There's no tracking shots, hardly. It's all about just being in the in the room, or in this case, the, the very small backyard yeah. that Denzel can't seem to build a 10-foot fence <laughs> for, for anything. So, uh, But yeah, it's just kind of the story that Denzel has... Two kids. There's some twists and turns, and uh, it it takes place. What year is it? It's fifty. It's fifty six. That's the that's the year the jacket the kid has on. So uh, it's in early, mid fifties. So what's your take? Like what's uh, my thoughts? My yeah. What are your thoughts? Uh, I knew that it was originally a play when I went and saw it, which I almost wish I hadn't have known that because my my biggest frustration with it was that. I felt like I was watching a really slow play. And I I don't dislike plays or the theater, but I am a little more particular. And to me, if I were to go see that play, I I don't think I would love it. So I was, I didn't, it didn't, to me, the transition from play to movie 
didn't go super great. Uh, so that was my biggest critique of it. Now, what I will say as far as acting goes, the acting in it was, in- was incredible. Uh, Denzel Washington was unbelievable in this movie. He was unbelievably hated. I mean, he's a mean, awful person, but then somehow you're just still so interested in his story and you feel a little bit bad for him. And then also Viola Davis was incredible. They're both nominated and deservingly so. I think that Viola Davis is a shoe in to win in her category. Uh, And she was. She was incredible. And I think the other big critique that I would have with it and the other person that I thought did an amazing acting job that wasn't nominated was Denzel Washington's brother in the movie. Uh, You know who I'm talking about? His... The... His brother that... Gabe. Yes, Gabe. Yeah, he was great. He should have been nominated, in my opinion, for Best Supporting Actor. Um, I can't remember what happened to him. He was in the war. He's he, in World War II. He was II. in the war, and he got brain damage, I think. Yeah, he got a, some sort of bomb or bullet. Something, something went through his brain. Yeah, and so he is disabled now. In this, in the in the film, and kind of doesn't live with Denzel Washington. It lives in the area, comes to visit every now and then. But anyway, his story was just beautiful and heartbreaking, and it's such a, uh, it's kind of a minor part of the movie. It's not one of the main parts, but I felt like the acting from him was incredible, and that guy should have been nominated. Yeah, that's I completely agree with everything you said. Um, Denzel Washington is incredible. He is always incredible. And people like to make fun of me because I pretty much love Denzel (laughs) in everything he ever does. He can do no wrong. Um, The truth of the matter is I love him because he is that incredible. And uh, that Gabe character that you're talking about, his brother just brings complexity to the to the Troy character mm-hmm. because that's one of those things is he's not a bad guy like he's taking care of his disabled brother yeah. like you know and the brothers moved on for other reasons and like and then and then it turns out that there's some financial drive to to taking care of the brother and then that makes you even question even more like wait I thought he was a good person, and now he's not seeming like yeah. he's actually that good. And for me, everything was so, like, twisted. It was just, it was so good. It was so, it was really sad, but it was really emotional. It was really, it was just one of those Richard Linklater movies that puts you in a situation and just lets you watch what goes on. So I really enjoyed that aspect of it yeah i agree with you what would you rate it i would give it a five uh originally upon watching it i definitely would have rated it lower but the more time i've thought about it and actually talked with you about it i it's not something that i enjoyed that i want to watch multiple times but as far as the acting that was done and the story that was told i think it definitely deserves five beers i would agree i was i was close to giving it a six but uh i don't know what it is that i would take away from it hmm I didn't like the ending. Um, I thought there was all this. I, I I liked the ending for what it does to you, the viewer. Like the whole story is about good and bad and trying your best. But you know, like I, it's just. 
performing for performance sake. I, it's, it's, I don't know what the movie's about necessarily, but the end, it just kind of goes with this icing on the cake to make it kind of look pretty at the end. And maybe that's kind of what the movie is saying is mm-hmm. life is hard, but we just try and make it all look good. You know, like, I don't yeah. know what exactly, but yeah, I'd say five out of six. Another movie we haven't talked about on the show, Manchester, Manchester by, the, by sea. the Sea. If you could take one guy to an island with you and you knew you'd be safe because he was the best man, he was going to keep you happy, if it was between me and your father, who would you take? My daddy. I don't think you're wrong about that. Hello, this is Lee. What happened to my brother? So that's the Lee Chandler. I don't understand. Which part are you having trouble with? Well, I can't be his guardian. Well, your brother provided for your nephew's upkeep. I think the idea was that you would relocate. Relocate to where? Well, if you look, it was my impression that you'd spent a lot of time here. I swear. I'm just a backup. Lee, nobody can appreciate what you've been through. And if you really feel you can't take this on, you know, that's your right. Where are we going, to the orphanage? Shut up. Get in the car. Can't obey your orders until you unlock the door. Whatever you decide, he can always stay with us if he wants to come up weekends. Do you want to be his guardian? Yes. Let's hit that one next. Uh, here is where you will see some disagreement. Spoiler alert. Kevin didn't like the movie. Uh, I am mixed. As soon as we left the theater, I loved the movie. It was also the first Best Picture nominee I think I saw out of the op- like out of Correct. the list. And so I was probably just, you know, immediately like, yeah, it was so good. Uh Upon thinking about it, it's been about a month now since we saw it. I did really like the movie. Uh, I don't like Casey Affleck in general. And so that is my biggest critique of it. And it's not that he did a bad job. He did a great job and he's nominated. And I'm not saying he shouldn't be nominated. Uh, his role that he played in that movie to me was a role that I could see 20 other actors playing and doing well, if not better. Uh, the role was kind of this apathetic, non-emotional guy. And... While it was a sad role, to me it wasn't a role that was necessarily difficult to play. And I think that he kind of lucked into a role that he got an Oscar nod for, if I'm being totally honest. Uh, I know that, I think Matt Damon was originally supposed to do it and turned it down. And I absolutely could see Matt Damon doing this role and doing it better than Casey Affleck. Um, Well, not only did he turn it down, but he also suggested Casey mm -hmm, Affleck. Yeah. and it's not to take away, Casey Affleck did a good job, but I think that, I just, I I don't think that he necessarily deserves all of the praise he's getting for it. Uh, with that being said, I did really like the movie. It was very sad and very depressing, but to me it was, it was an original story that I haven't seen in a long time, and sometimes movies feel repetitive and they feel the same, and it kind of feels like something you've seen a million times before, but... To me, it was a totally new story, something I hadn't seen before, and I thought it was very real and raw, and so overall, I, I really liked the film. Five out of six? Yeah, I'd give it a five. Um, this is a movie where I have to quote Dougie, and I can't stand doing this, but the film was very well made. <laughs> Dougie is his dad. They know. Oh. They know. Uh, it was it was very well made. You're right. Casey Affleck did a fine job. He did a great job. But 
anybody could have done great in that role. I kept thinking that Bradley Cooper, if he wasn't so tall, I felt like Bradley Cooper could have played that role uh, really well. Um, mm, I can see that. Yeah, it's just, this movie just, it didn't sit well with me. And, you know, I don't mind a sad story. I don't mind walking away having the movie completely be a gut punch. But this movie ended up just kind of blah. It ended up very stereotypically independent. With the ending is just like, you know, we don't really know what happens. Like, you figure it out. Which is fine. I don't hate that ending. But with the whole movie just feeling like, this is the movie that felt like Oscar bait to me. Hmm. Uh, you know, that that story that, you know, is just desolate. I, you know, it just didn't sit with me. And uh, I didn't think there was anything particularly flashy about it. I think the only thing that, like, really elevated this was how sad it started and continued to get sadder. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, and I walked away not being wowed by any of it. I just felt like, why did I have to watch that? <laughs> um, so I am, you know, I, when I watched it that night with you, I went home and rated it on my letterboxed profile and I rated it a four because of, they, now they only do five over there, four out of five. Mm-hmm. But, I rated it a four because of the quality of the film, but upon a rewatch, which I will never watch this movie again, um, I think I would only rate it a two. A two? A two out of six. I uh, Wow. Here's the other thing. I haven't thought about it one time, except in conversations with people who are like, hey, have you seen this movie yet? I say, yeah. It was boring and sad and not good. Like, I couldn't, I couldn't even... Gosh, I, I do, so disagree with I you. I do like the one thing. The reason it's getting a two instead of a one is oh, the uh, <laughs> is the originality. It was a story we hadn't seen before, and I did like that. I liked I, I liked seeing the story I didn't know, and that was good. Wow, yeah, I disagree with you a lot. It was sad, very sad, and there was no redemption. And I think that's kind of why I liked it. Yeah. Okay. Well. Well, there, there you we have go, it, folks. Hell, I'm out of here. <laughs> hell or high water. from being finished. I can do this all week. We're gonna. <laughs> We're like the Comanches, little brother. Raiding where we please with the whole of Texas hunting our shot. See, Hell or High Water, if I was just watching on the weekend a movie with you, would be fine. It would be good. But you throw that those words Oscar nominee and I don't see it at all. I have... I do not understand why on earth this movie was nominated for Best Picture. I can't even see it at all. Like, at all. 
uh, why it's getting so much acclaim. The only thing I can think of is because it's Jeff Bridges, and Jeff Bridges is so loved in Hollywood. But, I mean, it was good, but it definitely, to me, was not a great movie. Uh, I would give it a three. Oh. I'd give it a four. Mm-hmm. I would I would do the same thing. Uh, I, I would say the same thing. Jeff Bridges is great. He's always great. He's not doing anything new. He's playing Jeff Bridges. Mm-hmm. Uh, we already seen that role in Crazy Heart. We've seen it in The True Grit. We've seen it. You know, we've seen it a, a bunch of times, mm-hmm. and he's great at it. And I will watch him every time he does that, which is why I would give it a four as opposed to a three. Ben Foster, I think, is one of the most underrated actors in Hollywood. I think he's incredible. I love watching him work. Anytime he's on the screen, it feels like he's the one I want to watch. Um, Chris Pine was a surprise. I yeah, normally that, don't yeah. like him, but I thought he was good. I love the fact that it's like a quote-unquote modern Western. I thought that those elements were really good. It's a bank robber movie with a little bit more humanity in it. That being said, it didn't It didn't wow me. It didn't wow me when I saw it in the theater in September for my birthday uh, me and my friend Matt DeLuca. Shout out Matt if you're listening. I don't He's think not. he listens. <laughs> and uh, and yeah, so the, we went and saw it, and then you and I went and saw Sully a few days after that. Sully could have replaced Hell or High Water on this list for me. Absolutely. Uh, um, but yeah, so just kind of nothing, nothing new. Uh, everything that was supposed to be shocking was not shocking. All the reveals were... Not reveals. <laughs> no, they were sent out uh, miles in advance. Like, So, yeah. Uh, was it enjoyable? Yeah, I enjoyed it the second time more than I enjoyed it the first time. But still, a four out of six. What's next? Moonlight. Moonlight. Really? (laughs) Yep. Okay, so Moonlight, 
loved Moonlight. I this was one of the movies I went and saw by myself, which I'm glad because I I cried a pretty decent amount in this. Uh, it was just a re- like another movie that just felt really raw and real and. Uh, I guess I am trying like blanking on what specifically to say about it, other than I I really loved it. The story of the main character, you really kind of get enthralled in, and you get to see it in different parts of his life. And I really thought that they did that well. And then the acting in this movie, specifically by what is his name, the guy that's nominated for best supporting actor, Marshahala Ali. He was just incredible. I already really like him from House of Cards. He plays Remy, and so I think he's great in that show. Uh, to see him in this role was definitely just awesome. Uh, he did such a good job, and he's in the movie for maybe 15 minutes. But, yeah, the first, the first third, first yeah, act. And But it doesn't even matter. Like He so deserves to be nominated, and I think he's a shoe in to win, and I am definitely supportive of that. It was a great movie. I would give it a five. I didn't know he was a shoe in to win. He is. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, he deserves it, in my opinion. I thought he was incredible. Uh, my coworker Mike and I disagree highly on this point, whether he should have been nominated or not. Uh, Mike, what's wrong with you? <laughs> he just says he wasn't in the movie enough to, to earn a... Yeah, to but earn... that, it's an Anne Hathaway role in... Les Mis. like yeah. she was in it for what seven minutes and she got that you know got nominated and won uh the one person i will say when i look at the list of best supporting actors the only other one that i could say that i would really see that wanting to win would be dev patel for lion yeah but um he's yeah. in supporting mm-hmm. oh right right because he's okay so that brings us to lion saru I'm not from Calcutta. I'm lost. Howrah Station is enormous. You must have been freaking out. I once went through there on a pilgrimage to Puri, and I missed my connection twice. You didn't speak Bengali? I didn't even know it was called that. How long were you on the train? A couple of days. A couple of days. Saru, what was your hometown again? Canastalai. I must have had it wrong because it doesn't exist. But there must be something else that you do remember. The platform I fell asleep on had this big rain tank. And it was only a few stops from Ganestale. Oh, there are thousands of sessions with rain tanks. Look, it was a long time ago. You can hear about Lion that we raved about last week's episode so i don't and you were on that episode so i, I don't think we need to he- talk about lion no, too much everyone more. go see lion right um now. are we missing we're missing hacksaw ridge you're like i'm on a shoe ain't you give me this it's a bit late for target practice now don't you think <laughs> jump on it you're kidding i'm gonna drag you Let's do it! Ready? Yeah! Let's go! We got company! Come on! Ah! 
Josh and I went and saw, and you can hear our review. I know we have to wrap this up. Our kids are getting a little crazy. That's um, it. We got them all, and then we, ha- we haven't seen hidden figures. Paul, what's happening here? Mr. Harrison, I would like to attend today's briefing. Why is that? Well, sir, the data changes so fast. The capsule changes, the weight and the landing zones are all changing every day. I do my work, you attend these briefings, I have to start over. Colonel Glenn launches in a few weeks. We don't have the man figured out yet. Why is it she can't attend? Because she doesn't have clearance, Al. I cannot do my work effectively if I do not have all of the data and all of the information as soon as it's available. I need to be in that room hearing what you hear. Pentagon briefings are not for civilians. It requires the highest clearance. I feel like I'm the best person to present my calculations. You're not going to let this go, are you? No, I am not. And and she is a woman. There is no protocol for a woman attending these meetings. Okay, I get that part, Paul. But within these walls, who, uh, who makes the rules? You, sir. You are the boss. You just have to act like one, sir. So hopefully what I'll like to do is I'll like to do just like a a little thing this week about hidden figures that I'll put on there. Um, but as we're heading out, as our microbrew is coming to an end, what is your pick to win? Like what do you want to win? Lion, 100%. What do you think? What, what's your top three? If if you could pick three movies that could or should win, what would you pick? Lion. Uh, <laughs> that's tough. Moonlight. And probably La La Land. Oh wow! Okay, so mine would be Lion, Moonlight, Fences. Mm-hmm. So cool. Very good. Um, now, you rated La La Land a four, but you rated Fences a five. Yeah. But you still liked La La Land better. Yeah. That's fair. I understand. I get that rating. Um, cool. Well, thanks for doing this, babe. I know that uh, our kids are getting crazy, and uh, we should. We did this in the middle of the day yesterday, so uh, I have to edit it. So we'll go ahead and call it here. Um, do you have anything you want to? say no just thanks for having me uh, i love this time of year and getting to see yes. movies with you and act Hashtag like i am a movie expert. movies yeah o- oscar dates are the best dates they are the best dates um so yeah check out our facebook page go see john wick too <laughs> uh see it with us seven ten on tuesday the 21st that's tomorrow if you're listening to this monday um really excited oscars are going to be on the 26th our annual Oscar party is going to be awesome. We're going to do like a Facebook Live check-in with all of our patrons at the party. So check out that on the Oscar parties at 5 p.m. Uh, for the Zade story and the love of movies and beer, I'm Kevin Zade. And I'm Jordan Zade. How many beers did we rate your favorite movie? Oodalali. Sound effect. It's not the story. It's the Zade story. The nominees are... That was a Kevin Zade pause.
you can cut all this, right? Yep. Okay. <laughs> Where's the, where the best picture? 